Hey everyone, Taylor here. One quick announcement. We started a Discord server so you can chat with us and other gamers, coordinate playing tabletop games, offer suggestions and feedback about the podcast, and collaborate with us. We're using it to post news about new episodes and much more. So come on over. Link in the show notes. As always, check out our website, storiesandliespodcast.com, and our Patreon for bonus content, patreon.com slash storiesandlies. Donating to the Patreon is an incredibly helpful way to get involved, and we're working on new audio content, stories, and ways we can interact with and collaborate with you as our community as we grow this thing and continue to tell stories. Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to our first patrons. Welcome, Randy and Polly. We're very excited to have you aboard. Thank you so much for the support. One last thing. This episode gets a little intense, so listener discretion is definitely advised. All of our episodes feature content warnings in the show notes, in case you're curious about the specifics for each episode. Alright, without further ado, here is episode 11, Midnight Cowboys. The nation mostly clean, but they're coming up. I don't know who they are. But you got to take this along. Implications. Wayne, Wayne, is that you, son? Yes, Mr. Morrison, it's me. It's just that uh, you see, well, I'm having, I'm having a real hard time recalling what it was that was going on earlier, uh, yesterday too. You seem to be doing much better now, Mr. Morrison. You've been sick for a couple of days. High fever. We've been taking good care of you. You have? Everyone on the staff has been checking in on you. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't remember. Why am I in this bed? This is your bed. I don't remember this room. It'll all come back to you when you're feeling better. I'll check in on you later today. See if your memory has come back. No, uh, no, no, I, you don't have to go, son. I'm, I, I feel fine. Much better now. There's really no reason to rush. I, I want to finish telling you my story, though, before, um, before something happens to me. Don't think like that. You're not dying. The, the doctor says it's just a flu. I was just about to tell you what happened with my agents. Uh, they were getting ready to sneak onto um, the, 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 that property. Of the Balfours. So they went through with their plans after all? Even after learning that the Houston police knew that the kidnapper was George's niece, um, Lindsay, Lindsay Peel? The social worker whose house they had just visited earlier that night? That's right. So they didn't decide to change course and try to get ahead of the police? Well, they'd seen what was on that videotape. And they knew what that preacher man was capable of doing. What his whole church was capable of doing. Now, it had scared the hell out of George and them, and it sort of knocked the whole investigation into a different course. A course that, I'm afraid, was going to get them into even more trouble than they had imagined. They tell me all your stories, all the little worries you cried. They tell me what the world needs, what to say. Your beauty, far too many stories hide. The story.
And there's a moment, kind of a quiet moment, where you go through things again. You kind of go through the inventory. Fred takes a look at what you got, double checks it, make sure everything looks like it'll work. He feels comfortable. Everyone feels comfortable. There's a an obsessive double triple checking before you leave, just to make sure everything's on the same page. You probably go over, talk about the plan a little bit more, just because of the nerves of the situation. Get back in your vehicles. Heading out of the city, there's not there's no traffic. There's not much of an issue. So getting out here to the to the to the small church, kind of the farm converted to a church situation in the outskirts of town, it's maybe a fifteen minute drive from downtown Houston at this point. A vast difference from the last time you drove out here. Right. And you're almost you're kind of on the outskirts in an area which is a lot of undeveloped country and fields and farms. But then you come across the residence slash church congregation. Uh, the Church of the Passover Angel. Uh, what you see when you arrive is there are still cars here. You count about 18 vehicles parked here. As you look, there's two buildings that are lit up. There's, of course, the residence. Um, and there's only a single light on in the residence. But the church itself is lit. There's a gate that's open. And there's basically a lot of cars are parked inside the gate in the space between the residence and the church. And they've all kind of parked in there. You can hear at this time of night um, some singing happening from inside the church. As you look around, you don't see a police vehicle. You don't see a news van. Those were from earlier, last time you were here. They're not here any longer. You just see about 18 private, you know, reg- regular vehicles, mostly trucks as the predominant vehicle that's parked here. And, um, yeah, the church is lit up and occupied, and there's a service going on as it approaches midnight. You sit in your car. Do you want to park it? Or keep driving. Before leaving, uh, Fred would have removed the license plate. Good. All right. Yeah, let's, I think right now, let's drive by. Let's get away from it. Let's come back and find a place to park. Maybe see what we can do for a stealthy approach. Maybe we circle the area, if possible, a little bit. See if there's woods or fields or anything we can use to kind of cover our approach. To come in from a side or come in from the back, maybe? Yeah, is there a hillside? Like, what's the lay of the land? It's a lot of low, flat land. Um, and there's a lot of these... Um, it's a marshy with these very small creeks that essentially are more, mostly for runoff and for drainage. So there's those tiny, small creeklets, you know what I mean? And a lot of yep. wet, yep. marshy land and a lot of grazing land in different directions. And here and there, there's large, thick clumps of woods. The back property uh, behind uh, Church and River has it like a, a little wood um, clump in the back. And behind that is some lower lower lands and some streams and, you know, have a, a marshy area kind of deep back there. Um, there's no access roads. It's Everything is very gridded, and it's a kind of long, wide grid. It's like every half mile, there'll be another road, sort of thing. So it's kind of gridded out like a country area. Um, and yep. there's, there also aren't any city lights or um, like light posts at all. The only lights come right. from the structures. So the church is lit up, and there's a little bit of light from the residence, and then way down the road, maybe a quarter mile, a, a barn is lit up on a neighboring farmhouse. And other than that, you have overcast skies hiding most of the stars, and, and the moon is about three-quarter moon. So the three of you sat in Willow's truck and watched from a distance. Uh, down the long, um, single-lane country road, lights out, 
everything around you, the darkness, uh, clouds obscuring the moon and releasing the moon as they drifted overhead. The low, thick, humio dark clouds, basically. And as you watched, um, you noticed people eventually, sometime maybe 12.30, 12.45, begin to exit the church. Um, and you heard voices. And you heard car doors opening and engines starting and people greeting each other and lights turning on in the parking lot. And you watched for 10, 15, 20 minutes as vehicles began to slowly pull out and drive and drive in either direction down that country road away from the church. And you waited. One o'clock, one thirty, two. All the lights in the church save for maybe something. There's a dim illumination still in that church house and a single light on it in the residence. And the vehicles, but all but two, have left and it's 2.30 and it's 3 in the morning. What do you want to do? Red passes gloves to everyone. Passes the cowboy, you know, cowboy hats, the little bandanas, um, and, and he puts his own hat on, ties the bandana, examines his, uh, his Smith & Wesson, removes the magazine, puts it back in, cocks the gun, and puts it in, in the back of his pants, uh, putting his shirt on top of it. And he... He's, he waits, basically, for everyone to be ready. So, Dorothy sees you with, with the gun, and she uh, she looks at you, and she's like, Can I get one of those? I've only got one. Uh, she looks at Willow. So, Willow will hop down, walk around to the back of the truck, lay down the tailgate, and uh, slide out two cases. They'll open up one. There'll be three or four different handguns in there. Um, and in the other one, there will be a rifle, which she will pull out. And there'll be a shotgun next to that, like a pump shotgun. The so question about the handguns and the shotgun and the rifle, are these weapons registered to Willow? All of these weapons are legal and registered to Willow. They are personal weapons of hers. Go ahead. So, yeah, Dorothy would would ask for one of the pistols, one of the handguns, um, maybe a medium-sized one. Yeah, like Willow would find like a small Glock, like Glock 17 or something, and hand you that. Be like, this is as simple as it gets. Show you the safety, how to rack the slide. You like point and shoot at at, at other people. <laughs> she she looks at you and rolls her eyes. She's like, yeah, I've fired guns before. Okay, good. Willow would, in the case that the rifle came out of, she'd grab um, three or four extra combs of 300 blackout and one of actual tranquilizer darts and probably get a look from Fred for that. I was going to say, he kind of looks at all the weapons you have, and he just lets out a... Um, She's like... He he would have brought a sport tape, um, and he begins wrapping it around his, his both of his hands. Um, okay. Essentially, well, not the whole hand, basically just the, the fingers, the knuckles, um, to protect both the bone, well, the, the knuckles in themselves and the fingers, the finger bones. Um, and he wraps them three, four times 
he he still does it so that the, the grip with the gun isn't too awkward. But uh, yeah, like a boxer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Willow would comment that she hopes we don't get that close. He shrugs. Maybe worth noting. Maybe maybe obvious. But uh, Dorothy is dressed in all black, which is where she's most comfortable. Yes, of course. Yep. Yeah. All right. What's your approach? So, you said we we came we came to the farm area. We were hidden. We watched everything wrap up over the couple of hours we were watching. Um, most of the people left. Did we see John? Go back into the house? Did we see him at all? You, you really couldn't see any individual people from your position. You were way down the road. It's not It's not really well lit. Um, so you don't know where John is. You didn't see him Did we all. see anybody? Did we see anybody go back to the house at all? It was hard to say from your position. You saw them exit okay. the church and enter their vehicles. Their vehicles are all located between the church and the house. So that's where they were congregating. And then... Lights are turning on. People are uh, there's a lot of activity. Um, it's possible somebody went to the residence. Who knows? But you didn't see it. And where are these two vehicles um, positioned? Are they both like right next to the house, or is one of them further away? Uh, one is next to the house, and one is next to the church. So they're kind of parked opposite each other. They're they're the back ends facing each other. Okay. Interesting. So. After getting all the guns out and, you know, kind of looking around, Willow would climb up on top of the truck because uh, we got the camper, so there's probably a ladder on the computer. Yeah. So get up on top of the camper and lay down and literally look through the scope and look at obvious guard positions, right? Like, if this is as serious as she's thinking, cult-wise, they've already probably have weapons. There could be posted guards. And they're going to be like, at the top of the church, somewhere along the fence, stuff like that. She'd look for that. Uh, give me an alertness roll. Okay. So I have 30 on the sheet for alertness. I rolled a 70. Okay. Yeah, so um, as she looks through the scope and checks around, she doesn't notice anyone in any of the obvious guard positions. Okay. Then she'd climb back down and suggest... Uh, Following, like, the only buildings there are the church and the house, right? Like, there's no barn there or anything like that. From your position, that's all you can see, uh, which is on, on the, the country access road that's in front of the property. Um, so, yeah, that's only buildings that you notice from here. Who knows? I, I would suggest we'd want to approach from the backside and get behind the church, if we could do that through the field. I have a feeling he, he might be in the church. Yeah. It looks like there's still a light on. Maybe yeah. a candle? Let's hope a candle. Right. So who wants to take the lead on, on the approach? I would want to be at the back. All right, Fred's got it. Even right. trailing by a decent chunk. All right, Fred, roll stealth plus 40. Oh, boy. Damn, that's a solid bonus there. It's yeah, night yep. nighttime, dark clothing, and you guys are careful approach. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, very good. So it's a it's a slow, careful approach. Uh, you don't notice any that you make any kind of weird sounds, break any sticks, trip, fall, you know. And um, you're kind of 
you go through a little bit of a, a low area um, with a little bit moist, with you know, a little bit of marshy and muddy, uh, but nothing that goes past your boots, nothing that you sink into deeply. And then it kind of rises up slowly as you get back towards the property proper. There's a wooden fence that circles the whole property, um, but it's a simple fence, uh, you know, a couple of boards and, and supports that you can go over or even go under or through. It's like imagine a, a straight vertical post with two bars, that kind of yep. wood, that kind of wood fence. You know, and like just circling the property. It's, it's not even. It's not. There's nothing secure about it. So you that's can, cattle fence. Yeah. Yep. And you, you e- go just easily go through it. Yep. As you enter the property proper, uh, you're, there's a, a lawn here that's been recently mowed uh, that you step into. It's you know, and the grass is just moist grass. Um, as you look at the church building, that's the first thing that's in front of you. And you look, you're on the side of the church, uh, kind of the long end. Uh, the area to your left is where the entrance is and also where the street is. The area to your right is, is the back of the church or the, um, I guess, the main portion. The What do you call it? The altar, the stage is more towards the back, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's to your right. Um, there's windows all along the side of the church. There is a light coming from the inside of the church, a faint light to your right over near where the altar or the stage would be inside the church proper. Would you mind describing for us what the church looks like as far as style? It's, you said it was handmade before? Yeah, it's basically wooden two-by-fours that have been, you know, a, a wooden frame with a whole bunch of wooden two-by-fours and then windows put into it, um, probably built in the last uh, eight to ten years, uh, pretty recent. But it looks like a, you know, a simple handmade wooden, and then it's been uh, stained with a, wood, a simple wood stain. It's an A-frame roof. Um and basically, it's more of a, a long style church. So it's kind of, it's not square, it's rectangular, but a little bit longer. And it's all, mostly all one big room. And then the entry okay. area, which is to your, your left, has a small foyer with some restrooms and a little, little storage alcove. And then in, two entrances into the main church proper. You know, and most of the building, like 80% of the building is that one big room. And regular windows, not stained glass. Yeah, and these are regular glass windows. And they're not, um, they're a little bit frosty. Almost an old style glass. Maybe, you know, but uh, you can see through them just with a little bit of a glare or a glimmer to them. Since you you said that there seems to be like a a light towards the outer area. Yeah. um, If if Reg is going to go up uh, and, and just try to look... Uh, through the, like a window. Yeah. As you, Would that be possible? Yeah, it is. You can peek through one of the windows and you can yep. see right through them. Uh, the interior is dark except at the uh, the stage of the altar area, which is slightly risen above the floor. Um, there's a lot of candles set up there on the on the altar itself, the little um, the, the lectern and some side tables. Uh, you know, there's a picture of Regina on one of the side tables and a bunch of candles around her and flowers. Um, most of the candles are out. So what we're looking at is maybe about 20% of the candles are still lit, and they're very small, kind of nubs of candles. They're just, they're just left to burn. At this point, are we engaging them directly, or is we're pretty much at that point? I don't think we should barge in. Um, so what we know is there's two vehicles here. Um, it's possible it's John and his wife. What other vehicles? Are they both trucks? One's a truck and one is a four-door sedan. Sedan. 
possible that it's the two of them. It's possible they only have one vehicle. Um, I don't think There's we necessarily at least a guard. There's too much craziness for yeah. a group this tight not to leave somebody with the family. That's what I was thinking, but I thought for sure it would be the cop. And there's no cop cars, which doesn't necessarily mean there's no cops. Mm -hmm. The house we know has a front entrance. Do we know if it has any rear entrances? When we were inside the house, did we notice anything like that, maybe? And there's, there's a kitchen door as well. Front door okay. and kitchen door. And two floors? Single floor. Single floor. What side is the light on in? Um, if, as you're looking at the house from this angle, it's more the left side. The front door is over there, n near the uh, mm. the front, closer to the street. On the roadside, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I remember well. So from my visualization of walking in, it sounded like the the entrance way and everything was more of like hallway, kitchen, maybe an office area or something. And then there was like the living room beyond that. Yeah. When, so when you entered, uh, you entered into the living room. And the kitchen was oh. just off the living room in the front. So more the front of the house. The bedrooms were more towards the rear of the house. All right. So maybe not a bedroom light. No, it's, it's like the front door light is on and then one more in the house somewhere? Yeah, somewhere, yeah, somewhere else in the right? house. Okay. And it's been how long since we saw everybody ski-daddle? Almost two hours. It's two hours, okay. I should try to think. Um, yeah, about about two hours. We want to sh we want to kill John or or kidnap him. So I think we try to kidnap him first. Yeah. As you're saying that, Willow would reach into her pack and pull out a bottle of and a couple of rags and Fran the rag in the bottle and say, "I'm sure you know what to do with this." Yep. Okay. And um, you you mentioned that you had trank darts. I think if Dorothy saw that, she would probably bring that up and be like, maybe, you know, shoot to stun. Mm. Set phasers to stun. How does that saying go? Dorothy would definitely say set phasers to stun yeah. right now. It's all yeah. super tense and everything. She'd be like, and uh, set phasers to stun. Now, trank darts are used... What kind of weapon fires those? I imagine it's not... Obviously not a handgun or a rifle. Is there a separate dart gun you have? So, so this rifle could fire them. It, they're like this exact same caliber. The problem with these is it's... They're darts, right? So, you shoot a bullet, I'm probably going to kill someone. And I'd be explaining this to Dorothy. Like, if, if there's bullets in this gun, I can shoot something and kill it. If this dart, if the needle breaks, if the, it shatters before it hits, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong with this. Okay. I am way more comfortable with bullets loaded than this rifle. But... Okay. Chloroform it is? I understand what you're saying. I, I'm not here... I don't think any of us want to necessarily kill anyone. Specifically even John Balfour. Yet. And she would put emphasis on Yet. Yeah, yet. But okay, should we? These were more for if we could take out. If we had some long range options, and we don't, we're down to okay. exactly what I didn't want, and kind of gestures at 
Red's knuckles. Do you want to stay out here and support from long range? Do you want to... Should we all move into the house? No, uh, we need to go. It might get... There's too many, too many variables that can't be controlled. How are we doing this? Are we all going to enter through the one way? Are we going to come in from multiple sides? The only way that I've ever been trained to clear is we all go in as a group, push together. Yep. Okay. What if the doors are locked? Doing, that would be the most efficient way. Once we're Didn't in, seem like Fred had a problem with locked doors. No, it's it fair. It'll make some noise, though, so we're going to exactly. have to be quick. Yeah, once we go, we go. We find okay. obvious grab, master bedroom and go there. We grab him. We knock him out by whatever means we need to. We put him in the truck and we drive. Her okay. too. At this point, if she's there, yep. she's coming. Sure. I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. Guards. Let's assume at most we have two. Maybe there's more, but let's say probably one or two, if there's any. If. If they have guns, I'm going to shoot them. Okay. Yep. And I'll Dorothy tell them to freeze. And if they don't... I'm a, we're going to drop them. Right then. Like, it's the only way to do that. Okay. Dorothy grabs the gun that she has and checks it and makes sure it's loaded and, and safety's on and everything. And, uh... Okay, let's do it. This is it. Approaching with your your cowboy hats, black bandanas up over your noses, black outfits, weapons at the ready. Are you going to the front door or the kitchen door? Kitchen door. Yeah. To get to the kitchen door, do you want to go around the back of the house and kind of go um, counterclockwise around it to the kitchen? Or do you want to go the the shorter route, which would be across the, the parking area, past the front door, across the front, and then around? Back, back of the house. Okay. Yep. As as you long and slow. As you go through the back area, there's, to your right is this kind of forest that they have on the back of the property, and to your left is the residence. How close are you to the house as you make this approach? I kind of think we go into the woods a bit. Honestly, it's dark. Yeah. We're darkly dressed. I think that's good cover. It is. Mm-hmm. Move low. Move quiet. Right, who's first? Make a big arc around okay. and then swing back. Yeah. Is Fred going first? All right. So Fred, as I'd you still want to be in the back, you do notice Fred. There's a path in the, that goes into the woods. As you go, you see an actual cleared area, a path going down deep into the woods towards the creek bed to your right, leading away from the property. Fred would just kind of look at the path, a bit curious, just like curious about where it leads. He turned to kind of look at the others and just point the path down. Willow would, like, stoop and inspect it. Is it a human path or an animal path? It's a human path about as wide as a tractor would be. And you can see that it's, um, it's been mowed and cleared. Um, there's, I mean, there's, a, there's grass on both sides of it, but it's, it's clearly a human-made path leading into the forest. Fuck. It's, now we're stuck in a really... It's a conundrum. And Willow would be struggling with... Thoughts. Can we see down it at all? Check it out. All you see are the darkness and the trees ahead of you. We need to go to the house. We came here to get information, and we've started accumulating information. There's nobody in the church. We go down this path. 
there's an unknown behind us. What if they're just waiting for us to go down the path and then they're, you know. True. We should go to the house. And now I'm doubting that we're going to find what we hope to find in the house. Who knows what's in the woods, but John's mm-hmm. probably with it. Let's let's go to the house. Then maybe if we can, we can come back. If there's nobody in the house or whatever. But let's go to the house, crossing my fingers that John Balfour is in that house. Uh, mm-hmm. Using the trees and the cover and staying kind of a distance from the house as you kind of work your way around in a counterclockwise orientation, uh, you do spy that one interior light from some of the back windows here. Uh, you can, I mean, you, the interior is lit up. And you can kind of see that one of, the, one of the rooms is illuminated in the back of the house. Can we tell which kind of rooms? Are the windows open? Are the or not the open windows are work? closed, but the curtains are open. Um, and okay. it, it looks like one of the bedrooms is lit up. Hmm. Does there seem to be anybody in it? You can't tell from where you are in the trees. You'd have to get closer. Is scope good enough? Yeah, using the scope, you can kind of view from side to side within the view of the window. Um, let me check and see if you'll see anything from here. Um, you can make out um, at the bottom of the window just the top of someone's head. That's all you can see. So I would pass that information on to Fred. It's a, a kind of a a mousy brown hair. Maybe hmm. Sarah. And it's stationary. It's, like not... Doesn't appear to be moving. Like maybe sleeping. Or laying down. Not, but, but vertical in orientation. Not laying, not horizontal, but oh, vertical. But like yeah. crouching? Yeah, like low. Yes. Right. Maybe. Or, or watching watching. out the window with a gun. I'm not crazy about that. Let's so, maybe we wait here for a minute and watch. Can, like she would motion... The trees keep going past where we are, yeah. so they're behind us. So they keep going to the right. Motion that way to see if anybody could get around out of view of the window further. You can do that. So you, as you move around a bit, um, you can move around and get a better view. Use your scope again. And as you kind of stand up with with Willow's height, you get mm-hmm. you're much you know, much higher up, looking down the window. Uh, you catch um, you see the side profile of Sarah Balfour. Um, she's on her knees in the bedroom, uh, facing the bed, and not facing the window. Okay. So praying. Praying. I, I, I still think we wait. Wait? Two in the morning. This lady's praying? Is she going to, I mean, she's doing her it's nighttime like four prayers? It's in the morning now. It's, yeah, it's it's like 3.30, almost 4. It's it's much, yeah. it's, we're late, late in the evening, and she's apparently up praying. She's praying for her daughter, probably. But, like, mm-hmm. how long is she going to do that for? I mean... Forever. <laughs> Until her daughter is absolutely back. Absolutely forever. It's her idol animation. She's just locked into praying until someone walks in the house. Well, like, I know I know this person. My, my grandma? That's what my grandma would be doing. I guarantee you. Yeah, I get that. So, when Willow saw her through the scope... There would have been some, like, trigger fondling, for sure. Just, she wouldn't have, but she would have thought about it. It would have been a, a thing. But at this point, 
she'd want to go to the house. And I'd be making the point for, we know one of our two targets is there, and she's going to tell us real quick where John is. Unless we're completely wrong about her, she's 100% in on this. She is the evil that we seek. She's going to tell us the next step easier than anything else we have right now. Yeah, but what if, and Dorothy's keeping her voice really, really low, really quiet. What if John is down here in the woods, down that path? Is 30 more minutes going to change what John can do? I don't, I don't know. I'll follow wherever you go. I mean, you guys know more about all of this than I do. I just, I know how to raid places, take out drug dealers, and keep their drugs from killing people. That's that's what I know how to do. I think, I think Sarah's gonna is gonna pre the rest of the night. Honestly, we'll hey, we just go leave down her be? there, down that path, just see what's there. If John is there, have a clear conscience. I'm almost certain when we're back, she, she, she's still going to be up praying. I think so, too. All right. Let's stick to the sides. So, you turn to your right and head down the pathway into the uh, the shadows of the forest. Would it be would it be difficult for us to not walk on the pathway but through the woods? Are the woods too thick? Yeah, the woods aren't actually that thick over here. These and they're, they're smaller trees. Um, they they kind of grow in clumps. Uh, there is some foliage here and there, but it's not like a like a mountain forest, right? This is lowland um, trees. Yeah. They, they kind of spring up like weeds, frankly. These trees yep. do, and these clumps. So um, you can work your way between them, and they're they're not that thick. But so you can do that if you want to stay off the path. That's fine. Yeah, low and slow, quiet. Just start moving, see, you know. All right, Fred, you're in the lead. Keep eyes front and back. Anyone using yep. any illumination, or is this just nighttime? No. Just pure night vision, uh, pure... You, Listening. Yeah, using your, your ears, taking careful steps. So, uh, once and again, I'll, Fred, give me a stealth roll plus 40. While that's happening, can I throw out an alertness roll? Yeah. For, for listening and stuff? Yeah, go for it, yeah. 36. Good. You don't make any noise that you recognize, and the sounds that you hear around you are the sounds of crickets, small birds, animals, the slight rustle of leaves and the wind, um, and a lot of the nighttime sounds, mostly insects, out here in this area. As you work your way through, Fred, kind of with the path to your right as you navigate, um, it goes down uh, maybe about... 40 yards into this kind of um, this clump of trees and it opens up into a small clearing. And then in the middle of the clearing, you see it, uh, it even the nighttime, um, there's a, lo- a circle, a big circle, um, metal, like a submarine door in concrete in the middle of this clearing, a hatch. Right before the house goes out of view, like when we're walking down in the woods, I want to check and see if the light's still on. Yeah. As you look back, you still see the light on. Redwood gesture. Let out a very, very quiet and, and nod towards the hatch door. Willow would see it and go, well, this, this just escalated a lot. 
Well, so number one, is there anybody around? Uh, you don't see anyone around, any or any, anything, other than the trees in the clearing. He's down there. Well, it's probably an apocalypse shelter, at least, which means the ATF was right, and there's a lot more weapons than we thought, I would imagine. And whatever we aren't supposed to find, I'm sure, is down there. There's probably more people than we thought about also. Who knows how many people could uh, okay, let's open it. be inside such a place. I mean, we have no choice, right? Fred, Fred steps to the hatch and tries to open it. It's got basically um, a metal grip, and next to it is a lever that you, you either move up or down to unlock it. So, um, Fred, roll your alertness before you touch that. Like, I'm going to be on someone, point someone watching. Like, I, alertness. I have a pretty good alertness. Um, yeah. Uh, 32 out of 50. Excellent. So, you notice there's, um, on the, um, the lever that you use to enter this thing, there's some carvings or some, some scratched drawings on this. Um, and Fred, it's something that you've seen before. It's, a, it's, an, it's kind of a star-shaped pattern where the stars have a little bit of a, a, a twist to them, almost like their little tentacles. Five star-shaped twist kind of pattern um, etched onto this handle and there's this kind of a circle all the way around it. Um, and it's also been etched into the lid itself of this hatchway. So I'm trying to... Uh, what's your what's your um, unnatural, Fred? Five. All right. So I think, don't think Fred knows what it is, but Fred has seen this before in Canada. He's seen the shape before. Any chance occult would help? Uh, it's Probably a, not. Yeah, we need an unnatural okay. for this. Okay. But Fred, you can... Maybe we kind of stop. Roll for it anyway. Just maybe we got a 5% chance. Maybe he actually did look it up. Ninety-nine fumble. No, it um, it's a bad sign. It is a bad <laughs> sign. You and you remember yep. what that sign meant to you when you saw it. The bodies splayed out in this particular shape in the snow. It's the same shape. Bodies. It's been etched onto the the bar and etched onto the hatch of this shelter door. He remembers finding these these bodies piled and, and arranged in such a pattern, um, and and he he he, if he was starting to open it, he closes it back. And I don't know what is in there, but it's nothing good. If Dorothy sees that, she'll look at it. She's like, "What is this? Pentagram? Like what? It's it's a bad sign." never seen this before that's saying something I've seen a lot of things yeah it's it's rare this one's it's well made a lot of tension and, and effort put into it you can open it if you want but I'll be standing back with my gun in my hands I'll take your word for it should we go back to the house 
I'd say yes, but... Look, I have this crazy idea. That the church might have gotten to Lindsay first and she's down there. Willow just cocks the lever of the rifle and points with the rifle at the hatch. I, I don't know. I don't think that that's... I don't think that's the case. We don't have any other choices not. at this point. Like, we can leave and hope time runs out if someone wants before to the law catches it. us. And I'm not going to do it. I don't think Willow we should have it. this conversation here. Right, Willow, so you want to reach down to open the hatch? Yeah. Right. Uh, as, Can I try as, to stop Willow? Oh, you, yeah, go ahead. Um, What what can I do to the... I, she would say, like, wait, you know, let's come, come back to the woods and let's talk about this. She's keeping her voice really low and just... And if, if Willow, like, goes for it anyway, she's going to try to, like, like stop you, like, physically. No, she would stop and look at you and look up at the sky. Figure out there's, what, 45 minutes of darkness left? Maybe an hour at the most. Maybe an hour? It should have got off the pot time. Are we shitting or are we getting off the pot? And she would turn and look at Fred, basically ignoring Dorothy. He's... In the process of removing his, his Smith & Wesson from the back of his pants and aiming towards the, uh, the hatch. Dorothy rolls her eyes. She's like, ugh. And she'll grab her gun, too. And gesture towards the, the hatch. With the gun. We're not going to have another shot at looking at what's down there. Yeah. Right, it's a bad sign. Willow, you grab the, the metal bar, um, begin to pull, and you, it, it, the bar doesn't move. It, it jiggles a little bit, but it's either stuck or locked. She kind of looks at Dorothy and Fred weird, pulls the knife off of her belt, like cuts her hand open, and with the blood part of her hand, tries to open the latch. Okay, yeah. Um, Red shifts uncomfortably. She, she repeats the same process, bleeding a little bit on the, the latch. It gets a little bit wet and sticky as she moves. Um, nothing weird happens. But it latch doesn't mm. move. It doesn't budge. Puts the knife back on her belt and says, all I got. I'd like a sanity roll from that. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, like her hand is still just dripping, right? Like she didn't give, like she just put the knife back. She didn't do anything to her hand. It's just dripping. Mm -hmm. I passed, so. No Dorothy worries. seemed weirder. Can we go now? Please. We're not gonna... We're not gonna know. Don't... Don't need to know. We need to stop this. So... What John you did in the church, you think that's gonna stop it? I don't know. No. I think it's something. I mean, I. If you tell me yes, I believe you. You, you know way more than I do. You're the closest thing to an expert as we got at the moment. Well, here's what I'll tell you about that. Okay, if they if they try to do 
that ritual on that circle now, odds are very good that it will be disrupted, unless they figure out what's wrong with it and then try to fix it. In that case, delayed. But either way, John Balfour is probably in that house. And if he's not, then we know and we can come back here, maybe. But I don't think the answers are... I don't think we need answers. No. Willow will not be happy with that answer, but we don't need answers, but we do need to stop it. And I don't think John Balfour is in the house. I think he's right there. What's the harm in checking the house? There is none, but why didn't we check it earlier then? Can't. If we go check out the house, Sarah will hear us or. or... We want a shot at opening that thing. We, we have it now here. And how do you propose we do that? Willow we'll put all of her effort into opening the door. Physical yeah. strength. Yeah. And what is Willow's strength? Uh. I think she's pretty strong. Uh, 55 or 11 is the score. So yeah. she, she, she muscled as best as she could. It didn't seem to budge at all. It's a pretty strong steel construction. Um, and if it is, as she suspects, a bomb shelter, um, it would be a, a pretty you know, well-built and sealed entrance. Are there, are there any keyholes? You don't view any keyholes on this. There's a, a lever and, a, and a, a latch handle is all you see. Fred, Fred sighs and just goes for the lever and just tries to angrily open it. What's Fred's strength? Uh, so many. All right. Uh, Fred, give me a uh, strength roll minus 40. Ooh. Ninety-four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it doesn't even budge with Fred's much more considerable strength. He tries muscling it and using a little leverage on it, um, and it's just it is stuck tight, sealed. And you you have a knife. Yeah. Still got some blood on it though. Shrugs. And he tries to. I know it's carved into metal, but he tries to deface. At the vile yeah. symbol, at that thing. Yeah, and he's able to scratch, scratch, scratch at it and, and basically make a yep. lot of lines through the area that's etched into the steel. Gives you back your knife. Can we, Looks down can we the storm path. the fucking gates now? Go. Let's go. We can't do anything here. Right. Just before leaving, Fred tries one more time. He pulls again with all his might, trying to get that latch open, and it won't budge. He just kind of angrily, like, gestures at the, that fucking symbol. Like, so stupid that he'd think that by defacing it, it would change, because these things just have rules of their own. Um, and and he, he, he's angry. Um, he, he, he grips his gun, and he says, sure, let, let's go. Turning back through the forest, um, along the pathway, back to the house. It's about a minute's walk at that. 
to where you see the house again. How do you want to approach the house the same way, back to the kitchen door? And and how close to the house do you want to get, if if at all? I think if we're going to go for this it, we point, should go for it. Yeah, I think we're just straight balls walking straight towards it. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're all frustrated at this point. Right. Yep. Guns uh, out, we're just going to deal with it. Yeah. Yep. So as you get close to the house and, and walk by, um, you can hear Sarah's voice inside as she's praying. So you can kind of... You, can hear her um, pleading, beseeching, you know, this kind of that choked, scratchy voice that she has, you know, um, repeating some things over and over again, uh, be- begging, pleading, you know, doing the whole process. Uh, you can stay and listen or keep going. We'll just keep going. Yep. All right. Moving past the window, staying low so she sees you around the side of the house. There's a kitchen door. Um, it's like one step and then a kitchen door, essentially. Um, there's no kitchen's dark. There's no exterior lights here. Door is locked. Kent turns to look at Willow and Dor- Dorothy and kind of nods at the at the house. Willow shoulders a rifle and aims it at the door. What if we and this is. I don't know how to, I can't, I can't do this in character. Dorothy's going to gesture towards where Sarah is, the window of the bedroom where there's light. Right. And like gesture, like a, like a window, like make a square, like window. And then like, like break the window and then take her, like take her hostage. That's leverage. Like Willow would show you the butt of the gun and, point at the window and be like, we can do that. It's probably safer than going through the door. Uh, Willow would move to like flat her, her back flat on the wall next to the window. Their gun up and just wait for Fred to be ready. And Fred, he's ready. ready. Jump in. He's, okay. he's on this side. Yep. Chloroform. Yeah, so out, I just maybe. reach up and shatter it. Use the gun to get as much glass out of the way and duck and wait for Fred to go in. Yep. Yeah. So in a quick motion, behind her and over her shoulder, breaks the window with the butt of the gun. Uh, Fred, you climb in. Climbs in and goes straight for Sarah. Athletics roll for me. Yep. Can I throw Dorothy in after him? By all means. (laughs) I have 42 out of 50. Good. Yeah, so no, no damage or scratches from the window. You jump right over the broken glass on the sill um, into an area on the other side of the bed. Um, uh, you see Sarah Balfour on her knees in a nightshirt at the, at the foot of the bed, uh, facing towards the bed, look up at you with surprise and alarm. Uh, Dorothy, your move. Dorothy is also going to go in through the window. Um, probably gun in right hand, chloroform in the left hand. Right, good. And athletics roll for Dorothy as well. No, that's a ninety. All right, so she climbs in and tumbles over the sill, kind of catching her leg on the outside. But she's she's on the floor. Uh, Willow, your move is. So, I just stand up and look in the window right. with my gun out and look to where Fred is not, and see what else is in the room. Yeah, looking at the room, um, it's. 
basically, other than a lamp on the side of the bed, there's like one bedside lamp illuminating this room. Um, it's a double bed, um, simple looking quilt on it. Um, we have a cross on the wall over the bed. Sarah's at the foot of the bed. She's kneeling. She's in a nightshirt. Uh, there's no other people in this room. No other illumination but that one lamp. John is not here. You don't see John anywhere inside this bedroom. Uh, you see Sarah's surprised, disturbed, alarmed, frightened eyes as she looks at Fred. And Fred, what do you want to do before Sarah responds? Oh, just grab her... Uh like strong, you know, like like a headlock and, and basically lock her in and put the chloroform. All right. So she, she screams, uh, struggles a bit to try to resist. And you put the chloroform over her face before she can say much. And within a few moments, you feel her go limp in your arms. He kind of holds her and I think he, he'd carry her on on his shoulder. All right. What do you take? Um, he, d- he does have duct tape. If, um, if I could make a suggestion... Um, meat shield, maybe, even though she's unconscious. I don't know. Are we using her as a hostage, or are we trying to kidnap her? Mm. Yeah. Well, at this point, we need to clear the house now. <clears throat> yep. Yes. It's just kind of awkward moving as a meat shield, like, unconscious. I don't know. Like, it's so limp. Yeah. So she's out. Yeah, Fred will really need both arms to hold a limp person over his shoulder. Okay. Um, he's gonna have a hard yeah. time. Yeah, someone someone else needs to be helping him, and uh, Willow's outside. Okay. Dorothy, what do you want to do? That yeah. Dorothy gets up. What do you want to do? Yep, she's gonna gun in hand. She's gonna go and open the door and and look yeah. out the door and both sides checking to see, you know, safety off at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody in the hallway or wherever this connects to? Yeah, so Dorothy kind of uh, imitates what she's seen Fred and Willow do <laughs> to previous yep. encounters. Uh, it's a poor imitation. Uh, she sees that small hallway. Uh, it's dark. She doesn't see much in this part of the house at all. Um, where does she want to look next? She's going to come back into the bedroom for a minute, right. shut the door, and, and like look at Willow. Willow's still outside. And Willow is hyperactively covering everything. Because right now she's got the whole outside. She's really paying attention to the door. The kitchen door and the front door beyond it. But she's just trying to remain vigilant. Um, Balfour's out. She would be motioning to put her down. like Put her down on the floor so you get your hands back, Fred. Mm. He would. Um, and, and he would... He, he... He does have duct tape, and he'd take the time to duct tape the hands, like, several times in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, duct tape the mouth, of course. Um, yep, and then lay, lay her uh, on the floor. Good. What's next? Um, I would gesture the door. Like, I'm going to meet you at the door, and y'all go through the house. Yep. I'll come on right. the outside. Fred goes through the house, and nods. checking yep. doors and corners along the way. Peeking into the office, peeking into the rest of the bathroom, looking into the living room, checking, you know, see if anyone's sleeping on the couch, the chairs, easy chairs. You know, in the office, goes in the kitchen, unlocks the door, lets Willow in. As far as you can see, the house is empty, but for Sarah Balfour. Willow is in the bedroom, looking out the window that's broken, broken, mm-hmm. making sure that that whole like 
parking lot, church, as much of that as you can see. Nobody's coming. No activity at all, Good. hopefully. Hey, give me an alertness roll for Willow. Okay. Uh, 30 is what the... 92. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's not no, noticing anything out of the ordinary. Nobody's approaching as far as she can tell. Yeah. So where where is job, Sarah's... Where do you guys believe Sarah? So she's like right on the floor next to me right. in in between the bed and the where the window was. Right? Yep. So she's right yeah, there. She'll probably be out for you know, longer than five, ten minutes anyway. So, um, let's see. Or until somebody shoots a gun or something. <laughs> like until some loud noise. I don't think we should be here long. You've got someone bound and laying on the floor. What do you want to do? Okay, so I will pick up Miss Balfour, put her on my shoulder. Oh go out the window and yell at the other two. Let's go. Time has come. Okay. Everyone climbs back out the broken window and follows Willow carrying Sarah Balfour over her shoulder and you walk back into the woods. Uh, it takes a few minutes and you are back at the clearing again. Um, outside the, the hatch door of s- some sort of underground structure. What do you think, Willa? What do you want to do? I would lay her down on the ground, not super gently, maybe so her head is looking right at it, and I just start slapping her. Right. It takes a so few she's awake. It takes a few moments. Guns pointed at her. Um, yep. She groggily, uh, almost drunkenly appearing, uh, you know, eyes, um, eyes dilated, you know, uh, blinking, mouth, syllable, slobber, kind of slowly is knocked to her senses violently as you slap her around. Uh, gives you just confused uh, kind of shriek of, of surprise and alarm and starts crying on the ground in front of you. Fred just kind of cocks his gun and says, shut the fuck up. Uh, she continues sobbing, doesn't say anything, but there's tears running down her eyes. She's, um, her throat is dry. Uh, she, she kind of tries to hold the sobs in, but you can see her um, just kind of breaking down in front of you on the ground. Uh, three people still wearing the cowboy hats, the bandanas, the black outfits with weapons pointed at her in the darkness somewhere in the forest. She's disoriented. She, she's losing it in front of you. I would just tell her to open it, like, as strongly as possible. She continues sobbing and, and, and you know, just tears and crying and, you know, snot in her nose and just so, doesn't respond. So Dorothy's going to come down in front of her and gently put her hand on her shoulder in, in sort of a powerful way, but also a comforting way, like a settle down. And she's going to say, we found out who has your daughter, and we know why. Okay. She, um, she sniffles. She sniffles and blinks a bunch. Uh, and kind of, uh, she, she, she's bound. She can't wipe her nose. She looks up at you. Your husband is in way over his head. And the reason that she was taken is because the people who took her believed that whatever he's planning to do 
is going to be much, much worse than he thinks it's going to be. Right, she, she just, she nods a little bit at you. We are here to stop that from happening. And I can almost certainly guarantee that you're going to get your daughter back. And at, after she says that, Willow would bend down or I can shoot you. All right. And Dorothy nods. Her eyes are a little wide. But she, she, she's got tape on her mouth, so she just nods at you a little bit. This, the tears still coming streaming from her eyes. Your husband is playing a very, very dangerous game. And we're here to make sure that he does not win that game. Because if he does, it's almost certain he will die, that you will die, that everybody in, in this entire congregation that you have will die. Because the thing that he believes is the Passover angel is not. It's a demon masquerading as something else. The things that he believes that were told to him are lies. And he doesn't know that. He doesn't realize that. Every time you say demon or any of those words, Willow, like, flinches. Mm-hmm. Not enough that she can notice that Miss Powerful notices, but I, you you guys notice. Right. Sarah just yeah. continues to stare at you, wi- eyes wide open, teary, cloudy eyes. Now here's what we're going to do. You're going to open this door. We'll start there. She looks at you, but that's but that doesn't say anything. I'll rip Dorothy. the duct tape off her mouth. Right, this, and Dorothy will stand up yeah. and point her gun at her. There's kind of a, a wince of pain as you do that. Um, and she kind of, she can't wipe her mouth because she's hands She kind of um, moves mm-hmm. her hand, head to the side, rubs her mouth against her shoulder a little bit, uh, blinks her eyes real hard, um, eyes wide open, looks up at the three of you. I, I know who you are. I'll take my mask and hat off and pull her up onto so she's on her knees, right? And I'll just put the barrel of my rifle on her forehead and look her in the eyes and say, I don't care. She, she's, uh, she just starts crying. She just, it's, it breaks down into tears. It starts sobbing. There, her eyes shut, and just just, just tears in her eyes, and she says, "Hey, focus. Don't don't have much time here." Uh, She, under her breath, there's the there's a, um, you know, protect us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. My my Lord who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. She starts essentially reciting the Lord's Prayer as she sits there sure. uh, closes her eyes um, and just starts praying in front of you Red just, just kind of knocks his, his gun almost playfully at like the top of her head hey. uh, that she winces in pain a bit and, and breaks her thought and, and looks over at Fred who's still masked right. Dorothy will, will even more calmly at this point point to the lever, point to the where this sign is is carved, and say do you think your lord is responsible for this? This she, isn't a cross. 
she she looks looks at you and, and looks at the lever, but it's in the darkness. She squints a little bit, like she's not quite sure, and she uh, she can't wipe her not, her eyes, so she blinks a lot, trying to get the tears out. Um, and looks at you. This is, this is um, I. What do you what do you want from me? I can't help you. Open it. I can't open it. It's locked from the inside. Then get your husband to open it. He won't. From the inside. He, he knows better. The, the angel has spoken to him. He's preparing. He says... Will he sacrifice you? I'm willing to die if that's what it takes. I will die for my daughter. Any parent, every, any mother would. If you don't find her... Your daughter is not here. That's fine. If they don't find her, right. I'll take her place. I can take my time. There's no, there's no one spoke about anything about dying. All right, I think I've heard enough, and uh, she chloroforms her. Right. So she attempts to resist, but it's, she's unsuccessful in that. She can't, re- you know, you put the rag over her face. She's, there's a muffled, you know, a muffled cry of, of no, no, and you, boom, she's out. She passes out. I would swing the rifle to the side and fire a shot into the dirt. Like, right after she squeals, I would fire a shot into the dirt. They tell me all your stories All the little worries you cry They tell me what the world needs What to say, who to please Where my loyalty should lie